So Joseph McCarthy, like Joseph McCarthy, like I was saying on the last podcast, Joseph McCarthy, he was a Wisconsin senator. Um, he alert, emerged as the leader of the anti-communist Red Scare, meaning that he was a leader of somebody that wants to stop communism. In a way for him to stop communism or contain communism, we were using that term a lot, is to continue with McCarthyism, which was his public trials. He uh, used public trials to make unsupported, meaning no facts, no evidence, accusations against suspected communist and State Department and U.S. military. He did not result in a single confirmed communist spy in the United States government. So he was not successful with this. So really, he was after something that was not there. And if it was there, they did a good job of hiding it. Um, we talked about duck and cover. That was a way to ease the United States fears with a, a Soviet missile um, attacking the United States at any point. Um, so we're going to start with notes. So in response to the threat, the Soviet nuclear attack, Congress created the interstate highway system. Um, this is a way um, this created 41,000 miles of highway connected U.S. cities and promote trade and travel. Highway served as a means to um, evacuate cities during potential nuclear attacks. So we created the inter interstate highway system to create multiple exits, entries, multiple roads, multiple highways, bridges. We just advanced the highway system we already created. We made it a lot more easier for people to get around to where if they needed to leave for any reason, it could be a nuclear attack, it could be a tornado, it could be a tsunami, um, whatever it might be, they can leave very quickly. And so um, if any of you ever live in Florida when there could be um, um, a hurricane coming, um, you see a lot of people on the highways, you see a lot of people taking different roads. That is the interstate highway system in, um, in action. People are using those roads to get out quickly. So, um, U.S.-Soviet relationships um, changed in 1953 when Stalin died after 30 years of him controlling the Soviet Union. Uh, remember that Vladimir Lenin was the first Soviet leader to come to power in Russia. He brought communism to Russia, and then when he died, he kind of appointed Stalin to take his place. So who's going to take Stalin's place? That would be Nikita Khrushchev. Khrushchev um, took over and began to aggressively challenge the U.S. influence in the world. In 1955, Khrushchev formed a communist alliance to rival NATO um, called Warsaw Pact. So we've talked about NATO before when we talked about those group chats. Um, the United States wanted to stop communism in any way possible. Well, in order to do that and talk with their other leaders, they needed to do so without the Soviet Union listening. So right now... Um, all of the countries are part of the UN, United Nations, that was created after World War One, and Russia is a part of that group. Soviet Union is a part of that group. So if the United States sends somebody there, and says, "Hey, other countries, I want to talk about that," well, Russia will be listening, and really, they'll learn all their secrets, their plans, everything. So it's kind of pointless. So the United States and the rest of the um, democratic nations created NATO. North Atlantic Treaty Organization, um, which was created, one, to stop communism, the Soviet Union. Um, and it was a way to talk about how we're going to stop about it in privacy without the Soviet Union listening. Well, they got angry by that. They got um, upset by that. So they're going to create their own group, the Warsaw Pact. And the Warsaw Pact consisted of only countries that were communist. So it was the complete opposite of what NATO was trying to do. So the communist countries that joined it as of right now will be the Soviet Union, China, um, North Korea, okay? 
1956, the Soviet Union threatened to expand into the Middle East. Why the Middle East? Because it has all of that oil land that will be money. Money to the communist nation means they can grow their military and take over more of the world. President Eisenhower, who is our president right now, um, number 43, responded, or 34, excuse me, responded with the Eisenhower Doctrine. This pledge that the United States will protect the Middle East from communism. So we've talked a lot, a lot about doctrines lately. We talked about the Truman Doctrine that was created by Harry S. Truman that sent tanks over to Greece and Turkey. Remember all of my T's, Truman, Tank, and Turkey, um, to protect those two countries, Turkey and Greece. And then we talked about the Marshall Plan that um, helped rebuild Europe. So now we're including another one, the Eisenhower Doctrine. But this strictly only helps the Middle Eastern countries from communism. It does not help parts like uh, the rest of Africa or parts of Asia or even Central and South America. It really only helped Egypt, Syria, Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and Iraq. So in 1957, the USSR used its first ICBM. Remember, ICBM stands for Intercontinental Ballistic Missile to launch Sputnik. This was the first satellite space. This was Soviet Russia launching a satellite into space. Okay. So uh, Sputnik shocked Americans who feared the U.S. had fallen behind the USSR in science and technology. As a result of Sputnik, the Cold War escalated into a space race to show American Soviet dominance. So who got to space first? The Soviet Union. But who is going to put a man on the moon first? That is the United States. So competition on Earth, competition with military, with money, with dominance, with countries, with ideologies, and now even a competition in the space. We didn't think we could get bigger, but it did. The U.S. government reacted to Sputnik by passing the National Defense Education Act to promote math, science, foreign language, and technology. How can we grow our children's minds? How can we create better colleges, better programs, better technical schools so more students are educated so we can grow our minds, so they can work in the fields to grow our NASA program, our space program? our technology program, our math program, our science, all of these programs so we can be better, okay? So it all starts basically in elementary school. How can we make these students want to become doctors and lawyers and astronauts and physicists and all of these things? The USSR repeatedly beat the US in space by launching the first man into orbit and orbiting the moon, but we respond by sending the first man to the moon and actually landing him in the moon. So, from 1945 to 1960, the United States experienced successes and failures in the Cold War with the USSR. Truman, Harry S. Truman, 33 president, successfully contained communism in Western Europe. Remember, he was able to successfully help Arab stop Western Europe because of the Iron Curtain that separated Western and Eastern Europe, that separated democracy in Western Europe and communism in Eastern Europe. And he was successfully helpful. Um, with the creation of the Marshall Plan that helped rebuild Western Europe and the Truman Doctrine, Harry S. Truman, Truman Doctrine. That's where the name comes from. Um, protect And protecting um, Greece and Turkey. And Harry S. Truman was successful in helping to stop South Korea from coming communism. So the Korean War was during him. Dwight Eisenhower was successful in building more atomic or nuclear weapons and the space race. 
All right, that's it for the podcast um, for today. Um, look out for on Tuesday, I'm going to send out a podcast on the Vietnam War. Thanks, guys.